and welcome to episode number 51 of the Lions Podcast. My name is Matt Brown, joined each and every week by Brett Colson as we run down all of the biggest bets, the biggest news, and the biggest stories in the sports wagering, DFS, and even a little bit of poker industry. Brett, glad to have you here. We actually have a pretty, you know, listen, this time of year, even though there is no football and everything, this is actually a fairly busy little stretch here that we've got going on. Yeah, it feels like the tail end of a busy stretch, right? We got the Kentucky Derby coming up this weekend and then PGA Championship coming up and we got the NHL playoffs and NBA playoffs and then it just it kind of dies, right? We yeah, I mean, July on. is vacation time for us. So like you and yeah. I need to plan vacations for July and, and that's just kind of how it goes. But there's the all-star break where there's literally actually nothing going on. You know, I mean, like that is the actual dead days of sports. And yeah, I mean, July for me has typically been when I try to find a a beach somewhere because that's about the only time where I can not feel guilty about just totally neglecting, you know, the sports world. But really, who are we kidding? I mean, the NFL's all year round, right? There's always something going on in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, July, I'm sure will be, you know, we'll start to get some of the news trickling in and all that, but we will definitely be very, very busy come August. Guys, if you have not head to the lines.com recently, you should definitely, definitely do that. We have a facelift, a revamp. You will not even recognize the thing. Whenever you get there, it is all for the better. Brett, just give them a little bit of the details of one, what kind of you, you your vision for all this and how you change things and what they can expect. Yeah, my first huge thank you to our developers for the finished product. It actually looks like a real website now. So all the great content that we've been putting out for the past year is no longer living in a cardboard box, so so to speak. Uh, but yeah, definitely check it out if you have not already. There's plenty more to come. Uh, we're just getting started on this thing, but the, the layout is much cleaner. It's easier to find what you're looking for, whether it be odds on the NFL, uh, NHL, all the various sports. Uh, we can You can find your opinion pieces. You can find the podcast easier. Uh, it just it looks so much better, and uh, it's, it's, it's like a playground for me right now. I'm just having fun... Uh, I'm having fun on it. And you said it is also it's blazing fast, right? It is super fast. So, so yeah. So look at that. I mean, like this is even a even more of a reason to come because I mean, guys, you're you're not gonna have to wait around on pages to load. I mean, they're just there's gonna load. Like it's happening. It is the it is the Paris Campbell of of, of betting websites. We'll put it that way. <laughs> NFL draft here, guys. This is something we talked about on. The podcast last week heading into it, of course, we want to do a brief little recap here. Uh, first quarterback taken, Kyler Murray. Of course, those odds got as high as minus 1,200. They shrunk down, and we talked about that, Brett, on the podcast. And then about the three hours leading into the draft actually going off, those odds started skyrocketing yet again. There was word that came out, uh, you know, there was – Mis, mis, misinformation out there that they were not going to be allowed to talk about the first pick if they knew it but then basically the reporters all came out and said like no 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 we can talk about the first pick uh, they really don't want us talking about the rest of the picks but uh, we can talk about the first pick if we want to and about three hours leading into the draft it became pretty clear that Kyler Murray was going number one overall but he was always going to be the first quarterback taken right yeah, definitely was always going to be the first quarterback taken. But uh, the number one overall pick, right. you know, that was like we saw the odds start to shrink. There were some rumors that maybe that it could go a separate, a different way there. And then we, you know, again, it was, I guess, about three hours leading into it. We saw 
Uh, odds started rising really rapidly. Then DraftKings and, and FanDuel both took the bet down. Uh, BetStars left it up, but the odds went really, really crazy. I mean, you'd had to lay like, I think it got up to minus 1600 or something like that if you wanted to play Kyler Murray to go number one overall. So the cat was out of the bag and took a little bit of the drama away leading into you know that draft. There was about a three-hour period there where the number one overall pick uh, play was taken down. But that was after a lot of action came in on Bosa. I think Joey Bosa going number one was one of the more popular bets in New Jersey across all the sites. So uh, the books made out uh, pretty well on that uh, that prop, that number one overall prop. Yeah, so if you're looking, if you guys were wondering how it all played out, of course, the first quarterback taken was Kyler Murray. The first running back taken was Josh Jacobs. He was the overwhelming favorite to be the first uh, running back taken. The first wide receiver taken was actually Marquise Brown. You and I talked about that one, uh, Brett, that, you know, the DK Metcalf stuff that we didn't feel like that that was going to play out whenever, you know, he's still a he was still a very raw wide receiver. And there's certainly teams that can afford to take a guy that's still raw because they already have a proven number one. But, you know, typically when these teams are taking these super high wide receivers, they want a guy who's got the legit number one upside almost from day one. Yeah, and a lot of these NFL GMs felt uh, the same way. I mean, DK was the sixth wide receiver off the board. So, yeah, no, not really surprising there. I know Dane Brugler thought the same would happen, that Marquise Brown would be the first off the board. And uh, really, I mean, not surprising to see Baltimore go for it. That team is uh, loading up on speed. TJ Hawkinson was the first tight end taken. Overwhelming favorite there. Doubt anybody uh, laid too much money on that one. He was definitely going to be the first tight end taken. Nick Bosa, of course, first defensive lineman taken, but definitely the favorite there as well. Now, when it got to offensive line, a little bit different here. Jonah Williams was the first one taken. He was actually plus money. So he was the first guy at a position that was uh, plus money that was taken there. Devin White at linebacker, we knew that was going to happen as well. He was the overwhelming favorite to be the first linebacker off the board. Then when we got to safety, Darnell Savage was plus 300 whenever he went. And then Buda Baker was the first cornerback off the board there, plus 500. I know Greedy Williams, uh, about a couple days leading into the draft, just started to kind of pummel, uh, to plummet down the draft board there. A guy that at one point people had going in the top 10 in the draft fell all the way to the second round there. And Buda Baker there, Brett, comes in at plus 500 as the first corner taken. That was the biggest surprise to me in the whole draft is these cornerbacks all slipping down towards the late first round, early second round. Guys like Greedy Williams, Byron Murphy. I thought, like, I, I fell in love with both of those guys. I thought for sure they'd be top 20 picks, and they just continued to fall. The Cardinals got some great value on Murphy, and it, I think it was the Browns landing greedy so great great picks there for those two teams just just lsu north up there in cleveland right now i mean yeah right yeah it is it is something else i mean like i said jokingly on this pod a couple weeks ago but now i I really i'm all in on the browns i have to be i don't don't know how i i don't know how i cannot be man there's so much fun man yeah i mean there's just uh one of the uh, just a little side note here actually uh, one of the books here in vegas opened uh the browns as a favorite to miss the playoffs there brett yeah, I saw that. Um, I think it's I think it's fair given what they have to compete against in that division. I mean, obviously the Bengals are a joke, but I like the Ravens and the Steelers. So I mean, I, that that's a pretty. Int- what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I get it, I guess, but I don't know. I mean, I, I you know, uh, 
anything can happen. We've talked about this training camp hadn't even happened yet. I mean, you know, cross our fingers, nothing goes bad. But I mean, Baker Mayfield could break his arm. So, I mean, like, you know, there's there's all kinds of bad things that can still happen here. But when you look at that schedule and you look at the talent on this team and really how they added not only the offensive side, but the defensive side as well, it, it just seems seems hard for me not to find nine wins for that team. Yeah, you got a rookie coach here too. I don't know. That that's certainly the more one of the more interesting teams to follow this year and uh, a lot of action coming in on them. Under three and a half quarterbacks taken in round one. That was one of the ones where I said uh, almost a lock to go over. Instead, it went under. And if you took the under there, you got plus money as high as nearly almost plus three dollars on that one. Of course, Murray Jones and Haskins were the only three chosen. Uh, the over there had gotten, you know, minus 350, minus 400, Brett, and just did not quite get there with the four quarterbacks. That I know a few people who were sweating that one all the way to the end because you just don't know what the Patriots are going to do at 32 either. Um, I was, I mean, I was surprised that, who was it? It was Drew Locke, right, who, did, yeah. who kind of fell to the second round to the Broncos. I so, actually uh, thought the Patriots were going to take him. I really did. I thought it was going yeah. to hit on the last pick of the round. It's certainly a possibility. I mean, they're going to be looking for a quarterback. I actually thought they might trade for Rosen, but after, you know, that didn't happen on day one. Um, yeah, that was that was that was probably the biggest sweat for people uh, on that first day. Uh, under running backs taken, uh, that was almost a lock as well. Right. Josh Jacobs was really the only one that was talked about as going. That was a, a big, big, you had to lay a bunch of money on that one for the under. A uh, number of Alabama players went over. There was a uh, line set at two and a half. Of course, Quinnen Williams, Jonah Williams, and then Josh Jacobs all went. So that was the over that hit there. SEC players in total, though, nine went in the first round. Again, we talked about Greedy Williams falling out of the first round there. That was one that I'm sure they were expecting. Uh, the line was actually set at 11 and a half there. So only nine went there. Defensive players minus two and a half in the first round. They covered 18 defensive players went 14 offensive players went. So if you took the defensive players in round one, that did cover and you did cash your ticket but overall Brett I mean you and you were extremely busy I was extremely busy we were loving it soaking everything in we were trying to keep people up to date on the Twitter machine of course if you want to follow us on the Twitter it's at the lines US we were putting out kind of as these props hitting and we were hitting uh putting it out in real time as to kind of how it looked with the odds whenever they went off and and things like that and I think that's something we will look to do uh, more on the lines Twitter moving forward is when we have these big sporting events that are really really wager based if you're you know if you're interested in this podcast you're you're interested in wagering and certainly the only reason you're interested in something like the NFL draft most likely is because you're betting on it in some way shape or form same with Kentucky Derby same with any of these other big one-offs uh, we'll try to keep you updated just on the Twitter machine of of how these things go whenever uh, whenever they actually hit and you know if you're cashing your ticket or if you're not. Yeah, if you're not following the lines US already, uh, Matt's right. We will be more active in, in um, getting all these big betting events, uh, s- serving all the information you need to know leading up to it. And uh, no picks. We're not a tout site, but uh, the, how the odds are moving and uh, hopefully some uh, some insight from some people who are making the decisions. Within hours of Kyler Murray going number one overall, DraftKings already posted his touchdown prop. It is set at 19 and a half passing touchdowns. 
They think old. They think old Kyler Murray is going to step in day one here. I know that there is some reports coming out with Cliff Kingsbury saying we'll see if he starts day one. But yeah, you okay. are. You are. There is a a sub zero chance he does not start under center day one, barring again, barring any sort of injury. I'm inclined to lean over on all things Kyler Murray and Cardinals props here early on. I mean that probably looks fishy, but I fully expect this to be an up-tempo, pass-happy offense with Murray under center. And he's going to be the starting quarterback week one. There, there's no there's no question about that. And they're going to score points. And they brought in some nice pieces to fit around him, too. That's going to be an off- uh, a fun offense this year. And I know where you will be next year in that last week of April, and that is going to be in Las Vegas. And oh, you are right? going to be out here because the NFL draft is in las vegas next year guys it is going to be amazing it was a giant party in nashville so think about that whenever you think about it being in las vegas i mean it is going to be unbelievably massive at south point uh told the lines that uh you know this is south point's ryan Growney over there tells the lines that you know every book is going to out try to outdo the other you know there's 20 pages of super bowl props i imagine there's going to be no of course not that many but there's going to be Far, far more draft props available than there ever has been in years past here in Las Vegas, of course, with the draft being in town. So I cannot wait for that. I think it's going to be a really amazing experience out here. And of course, this will be the first time that a draft is happening in a place where there is legal sports wagering. That's a tough follow, though, man. Nashville crushed it. They got like like 600,000 people. Did I read that right? Yeah, that's I mean. It's got to be just some sort of estimate, right? I mean, like, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. how do you how, how how would they have any idea? That's that's a good question. But yeah, I mean, Vegas is going to it's going to have a Super Bowl March Madness like feel to it. Here's my question though: like, as of this year, per the state regulations, books in Nevada are forced to close down the NFL draft market 24 hours before the draft, right? Yeah. So you would think with all the influx of traffic coming in just for the draft, are our books going to try to get that law changed or adjusted in some way? Is that going to be possible? I would imagine there might be some lobbying going on yeah. for sure. And then you're also probably going to see second round, third round, fourth round, fifth round, sixth round props that you've never seen before. Like that literally have never happened in this, you know, in this city or whatever. But I, I imagine they're going to figure out ways to get the entirety of the draft involved because again you're going to have all these people here and what a i mean seriously though it hasn't been announced where it's going to be yet i can only imagine it's going to be actually like downtown downtown down there i can't mm-hmm. imagine them shutting down the strip for for the draft it just seems like something's not going to happen so probably like downtown downtown and with that i mean we talk about mobile wagering all the time on the show and and how important it is but i mean that is going to be that is going to be the biggest driver for these for, for these guys because I mean people are literally going to be able to take in the draft festivities like at location, but just pull out their phone in their pocket and, and be able to wager. I, I cannot imagine there being a scenario where where they at least uh, listen they might get turned down, but I can't imagine they're not going to at least uh, go in and ask for some sort of extension. And that sounds awesome. I might have to make it out there for that. I mean, I'm telling you. 
Yeah. We're going to send the Katina jet over there to get you. And like, this is, this is what we're doing. Well, you're already bringing me out for March Madness. I might as well come out. I mean, maybe I'll just, just stay. stay. Yeah. I just stay for a month. <laughs> I have an extra bedroom. Like this is fine. This is fine. Perfect. Bring, bring the wife. It's all good. Yeah. I mean, like every, everyone can stay. Uh, big bats and tickets as we always do here on the show. CG technology, a guy hit a $3,000 14 parlay, 150K on Thursday. He bet on the Reds, Angels, Indians, and Astros unders so uh yeah interesting there uh three thousand uh fifty k on that one our buddy gil alexander who lives basically at the aria sportsbook when he is not on air over there at vison said some guy in the aria sportsbook whenever they were sitting there watching the warriors rockets put down 55k on the under in that game to win 50 K at 221, the line went up to 221 and a half and he threw another 55 K <laughs> down. Firing. Yeah. Just fired twice on the deal. Uh, Brett, that game that, uh, that game finished at 225. So that is uh, not a, that is not a winning ticket. That's a or uh, tickets. That's a, that's a bad, that's a bad situation for that fellow. That is minus, that is, that is minus $110,000. Ouch. Yeah, that, that one stung. Uh, over at Points Bet, there was a guy hit a six-leg parlay, $500 six-leg parlay, $29,000 on that uh, parlay right there. He had the Phillies run line. He had the Rays Red Sox under, Brewers Mets under. He had the Braves money line, Nationals money line, and White Sox money line. So it was just a hodgepodge of bets there. He had money line bets. He had under bets. He had run line bets. But they all hit, so it doesn't really matter. Six legs, five hundred dollars, twenty nine thousand in this fella's pocket. And all these unders, all these unders coming in like that. Are we doing something wrong here? Should we start be? Should we start betting uh, these baseball unders? Is that what we should be? Just doing? blindly bet baseball unders. I, I think there are people actually who have been doing that the first month here. I think that's actually a thing. Well, time to get on it, Brett. Let's do it. It's time. Let's let's uh. Let's get it. Let's pull our bankroll here, and then we'll just start like <laughs> overfiring on all these things. Uh, some Las Vegas sports book news: a couple of things that have come out. Uh, first, Circa Sports was approved here in Las Vegas. So, uh, what this means is, is we talked about actually the downtown casinos, uh, downtown casinos, the D, the Golden Gate, and then Circa, which is actually scheduled to open uh, next year. So, Circa is actually not built yet. It is the place you've heard us talk about on this podcast that will actually have the largest sports book in the country. At that um, at that casino, they got approved for their own license here, Brad. And what that means is that means we'll have another new bookmaker here in Las Vegas. Um, there, they were using uh, CG over there as their bookmakers, but now they're going to start booking themselves. And so there will be three different casinos there in that group that will be making their own lines and taking their own bets and whatnot moving forward here. And I can only imagine that decision was was pretty easy to be made whenever they decided to build the biggest sports book in the in the country yeah of course and that's set to open later next year right 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 so i'm gonna have to come out for that too yeah you gotta come out yeah i'm not i'm not missing that no no no, that's a draw in itself for sports fans who are just visiting vegas even if you don't bet on sports it is that place is going to be sick Listen, the more the merrier for me here because I certainly love competition. It fuels everything. So having an additional uh, people making lines and hopefully maybe starting to do promotions and maybe some of the stuff that we see out there on the East Coast uh, would certainly be a welcome sight here in Vegas for me. Some other big sportsbook news. Our buddy uh, been, been on the podcast as well. Jay Rude, vice president of race and sports over at MGM, is actually stepping down from the company there his last day is may the 10th and 
Uh, pretty big fish, you know, there, Brett, a guy that's been in the bookmaking business for 25 plus years, um, started as a ticket writer at MGM, worked his way all the way up to vice president of race and sports, but is going to be uh, moving on, was not part of the whole MGM 2020 thing. It wasn't a layoff. I uh, just decided that uh, it was time for him to to kind of move on and, and look at other opportunities and stuff like that. So I imagine he will not be a free agent for very long. Yeah, best wishes to him, and I imagine it will not take very long for someone to scoop him up. A lot of talent there. Definitely, definitely. One, some uh, some other big news coming out here, FanDuel Sportsbook. Tell us about this, Brett. Now, FanDuel Sportsbook is actually going to make it to where you can bet alongside games within their app. Yeah, this is the future, and it, it follows what we were talking about a few weeks ago with the Masters coverage. The dream is to be able to follow live betting odds and watch games on your device within the same app, right? It's, it's, it's already available in Europe. Now FanDuel is bringing it to the U.S., starting with some tennis matches, some German soccer matches. But ultimately, the hope here is that bigger betting events will be available on sports betting apps just to make the experience more seamless, more enjoyable for the better. Seems like a no-brainer to me, and I, I hope that we, we do get some of the more premier betting events uh, to be able to watch these things happen as we're on our sports betting apps. Yeah, I mean, listen, they're going to start out with some of these, you know, smaller sports. And this is the stuff, you know, um, German League soccer, tennis, things like that. And, you know, maybe we get to a point where we see some of the bigger sports here. Of course, like that just gets into crazy broadcast, right? Thing, you know, I mean, like that's the we we understand that the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball butters their bread with these the broadcast rights, you know, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see if we get to that point and how I mean, we, de- we will definitely get to that point. It's just how soon we actually get to that point where we're able to. Uh, see that type of stuff but uh, very interesting news and uh, good on FanDuel and it's not it's a non-exclusive deal we should add so someone else might do this and and I imagine someone else will do this and probably do it pretty soon yeah and we also saw Yahoo this week announced that they're expanding their streaming service to allow fans to watch NFL games within the Yahoo fantasy football app starting this season so another great move by a media company that recognizes that this is how people consume content now and will continue to do so. So uh, pretty exciting to, to see what that looks like in the 2019 football season. As we mentioned, big weekend in sports, Kentucky Derby, the 145th running going off on Saturday this week. We are very pleased to have our very own Fairway Jay. You have seen his articles on Play Picks. You've seen his articles on the lines. Jay Ginsbach joins us to talk a little bit about the Derby race. As mentioned, now joining us on the show, Jay Ginsbach, a.k.a. Fairway Jay. You've seen his work on play picks. You've seen his work on the lines. A jack of all trades here. And talk about Kentucky Derby, the 145th running of the Kentucky Derby. Jay, thanks for being with us, man. Great to be with you guys. So, Jay, you've been talking about the favorites uh, for the cup for the last couple of weeks at the Lions and how actually how wide open this field is. Uh, we had the favorite Omaha beach scratched on Wednesday. What are your thoughts now on the front runners? We got game winner at nine to two roadster at five to one, but is this the year to get some value on a long shot at the Derby? Well, I, it, it certainly appears that way this year. There, there's not a dominant horse in here. However, you know, since they've gone to the, the derby preps, 
um, the last six years, you've seen the, the favorites win every year at the Kentucky Derby, including last year when Justify won over the sloppy track, and that's something to bring up this year. It, it looks like the weather, it's going to rain on Friday, it's going to rain even more on Saturday, it appears. So you may have a wet or sloppy track for the fifth time in the last 10 years. And that, that potentially can bring some longer shots. Looking back nine and 10 years ago when some long shots did win this, they, uh, they came in that, that off track. But the, the setup of the race, they're all saying that it looks like it's going to be a moderate pace. And so some of the, the horses that come deeper off the, off the pace from way back, they're going to have a little tougher time if it's, not, if it's not a fast enough pace. But the two favorites now are Bob Baffert, the game winner, and uh, Roadster. Neither one of them have run a race yet in their career over a wet or sloppy track, something to note. I think there's six or seven in here that have not. But, um, you know, I try to find the value horses, and those two are not mine. They, uh, they're not going to pay much, although 2017 was the biggest favorite of the last six winners, paid 11.40 to win on Always Dreaming. But uh, I think there's some others in here that can be competitive and certainly have a shot. Jay, you mentioned the weather and those horses not having a lot of sloppy track experience or no sloppy track experience. Is when when you're evaluating this field right here, is that the very first thing you're looking at as far as uh, as far as horses that you might put some money down on? Frankly, no, it's, it's, you know, when you have an off track, it just throws a whole nother variable into a, a handicap. If, if you're looking at that, you really don't want to have to deal with. And I think it's more risky to be waging more when you, when you have an off track, it just, it just brings a, an element in, you know, you're going to have a, a horse like Roadster who I prefer over game winner, but he's going to be back. He's going to be mid pack. He's never, if it is sloppy and, uh, and wet, he's, he's never going to have run where he's have, having mud and, and wet kicked up into his face. And, and that can certainly impact how he, how he responds a little bit, but um, you have to factor it in, but I don't, you know, you can look at breathing and all that. If you get real in depth and who's run well. And, and, and last year, if you remember the, uh, uh, my boy Jack was a horse that had come into the race in the Derby that wasn't, he's going to be maybe fourth, fifth, sixth betting favorite. And he ultimately went off as the second favorite because he was a, a horse that had proven he could run in the mud. And he came really late last year down the lane, but still finished just out of the money. It's something to consider, but um, uh, something I, I try to avoid uh, having to handicap those kind of races. You mentioned ba- you mentioned Baffert earlier and his two favorites. Uh, he's the trainer of the two favorites. Uh, I want to get your thoughts because this sometimes feels like a team race, but there was a controversy last year with two of Baffert's horses, one of them being the eventual Triple Crown winner, Justify, and another horse allegedly blocking for him at the Belmont. Is this something, I mean, this is something that's fresh on my mind. I don't bet on horses, and I, I still remember this. Is this something betters should be looking at before placing bets this week? Is this is this a thing we should be considering? I don't think there's any question that there's gamemanship when it comes to things like that. I mean, a trainer's going to do everything he can to position his uh, horse to have success, and if he's got multiple in here, Baffert also, Baffert also has improbable in here, so he's got three. You know, he's going to try to have a tactical uh, use of, of which horse he thinks has the best chance on the, on the setup of the race. And that's to the, maybe the detriment of an owner, potentially to the other riders, but the, the rea- and you have to consider where they're in this race when someone's maybe coming from the 19 or 18 or 20 post, that's a real disadvantage for trying to get to the front. So um, I think uh, you have to factor that in if you've got trainers as well as uh, I think Jason Service, who 
Um, this is as well thought of. He certainly is a winning trainer, but he mentioned that when um, maximum security had won the Florida Derby, that Baffert now has his, his horse that's going to go out front and be able to help it with his others like Game Runner with the push and the pace so fast. But we'll see. I think that's, that's something to consider. But that is one of, one of a few horses that's going to be out front maximum um, security and one of the things I look for are some of the final three eighth miles times, uh, some of the final eighth mile times. There's a lot of history showing that horses have to have certain fractions coming down their last prep race to really be a factor in here. And you can read some of that on the Playfix article and some of the other things we posted. All right, Jay. Before we let you out of here, let's uh, let's spill the beans. Who are a few of the horses you're you're looking at come Saturday? Um, if I'm pronouncing it right, T A C I T U S Tacitus is uh, going to go, his morning line went from 10 to 8 to 1 with the, uh, with the dropping out of the favorite Omaha Beach. And that's one, the Wood Memorial winner, Bill Mott trained, real good tactical speed. Um, I think that is one that I'm focusing on seeing along the top end rather than boxing. And I think I can add a lot more horses and underneath. But uh, that's, if you're looking at a favorite, I'd probably prefer Roadster. But my, my horse that I'm going to key in is Tacitus on top. And I'm going to have a number of uh, longer slots like by my standards. Even maximum security is going to be out front if he can get out and hold on. That's one I'm going to have in there. And then the aptly named Win 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 is a horse that's going to get pretty good, pretty long odds. That um, was really, he got a bad trip in his final prep, but he was really coming late. And I think if he can get the right setup, you might throw similar types there. And I, I discussed some of those exotic bets and types of horses you want to include for long shots. And remember, one thing that always comes back to me, and I had a good exact and just this in the trifecta in 2017, not knowing as much, just like this year, I had the winner always dreaming and I keyed him. And if you remember, there's a 33 to one long shot and a 40 to one long shot that came second and third that keyed some real big paydays. So it's out there. And even if the winner wins because of the big horse field, you can still get a good return on that. Exactly, trifectas and the other exotic. He is Fairway J. Jay Ginsbach. You can find his work on the lines.com, on playpicks.com. Not only horse racing stuff, all kinds of stuff, certainly golf stuff and things like that. Jay, thanks for taking the time today, man. Look forward to it, guys. Enjoy the racing and all the games this weekend. We're looking for value and we'll do it again. All right. Talk to you soon. Uh, thanks to Jay Ginsbach, a.k.a. Fairway Jay, for joining us here. Uh, had just left an appointment, as you can tell. Was uh, certainly busy, a man about town here, but uh, no doubt some very good information there, Brett. Yeah, I'm going to have to tell him because I really have no idea what I'm doing when I'm, when I'm betting on horses. So definitely uh, check out his article at Play Picks this week. He's got a lot of good stuff, not only about uh, some of the value bets, but why uh, you should be searching for certain horses on a wet track. So, guys, if you did not know this, you do not actually have to go to a racetrack to bet on the Kentucky Derby in several states. I think 31 states, is it, Brett? I think it's 31 different states. It's more states. than 30. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 31. Yeah, 31 different states. You can bet either on your computer or on your phone. So be sure and head to playpicks.com slash TVG. So, again, just playpicks.com slash TVG. There is a link on that page right at the top there that you can click. You use our code FREE20, and yeah, that, that, that's, that's right. You get free money to bet with this weekend, Brett. So, I mean, this is certainly something we want people doing. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you do plan on betting the Derby this week and you don't want to wait at a kiosk, I, I, I highly recommend trying 
some of our partners, TVG, uh, Ben America, Twin Spires. There's an article also at thelines.com that explains everything you need to know about betting the Derby online. It's extremely easy. I signed up for a TVG account on Tuesday. Within minutes, I had $20 in my account. And then I deposited 100 more and got an extra $100. So I've got all kinds of money to bet on the Derby with this weekend. Uh, so definitely visit the lines if you want to see all the different horse racing offers available in your state. And, of course, playpicks.com slash TVG uh, if you want to sign up for TVG. It's free money. And, again, no lines. You don't have to wait in lines right. like I did for so many years. Right, I had I no idea this even existed. I know. Uh, I'm a huge, huge fish with these things. But now I know, and I can just bet right on my phone. Yeah, and you want to sit here and and talk about as you just mentioned, not only do you get the free twenty, but when you make your first deposit, they'll actually uh, match it up to a hundred dollars. So as you up mentioned, you you put in the hundred, you got an extra hundred there. So take advantage of that. It's exclusive to us guys. So you got to go to playpicks.com forward slash TVG. Click on that link right there, and uh, certainly something you need to take advantage of here. Now, if you have never bet horses before, just kind of a real quick little primer here. I mean, some people are sports betters and really have never bet. On horses before, don't really know how it works. Of course, the most common bets, win, place, and show bets. Uh, win, of course, your horse has to finish first for you to win the money. You could place a, a place bet. If your horse that you bet on finishes first or second, you win money. And you can place a show bet. If your horse finishes first, second, or third, you actually win money there. I mean, cost of tickets are as low as two bucks. So you can really get in on horse racing for pretty cheap, Brett, uh, if you want to. I mean, you know, there there are people who bet significantly more, but if you just want to do it for a little bit of a sweat and, you know, again, there's multiple races before the Kentucky Derby. So literally, if you open your TVG account, you can bet on several, several races throughout the day leading into the Kentucky Derby. And again, you can do it for as little as two bucks. Oh, yeah. And I'll be doing that because I don't know how to I don't know how to use the app yet. So that's one thing I'll be doing on, on Saturday is kind of betting some of the earlier races just to get a feel for what I'm betting for and then kind of fire some of these uh, some, some of these bets on the Derby. And one thing I've done over the years, I haven't been able to actually bet on some of these exotic things because I don't. First of all, I didn't know what they are, and I didn't want to hold people up in the line behind me. So actually having an app and not worrying about people waiting in a line behind me, I can bet on some of these exotic uh, betting options uh, like the Exacta, like the Trifecta, that I really had no idea what they were before. Now I'm actually starting to look into it. Yeah, you mentioned Jay. Uh, Jay mentioned the Exacta. If you don't know what an Exacta is, that is picking two horses in a single race. They must finish first and second. Uh, so if you pick you know horse three and horse 10 they have to finish horse three would have to finish first horse 10 would have to finish second you can also box that and what that is is you can pick the two horses and then if they finish in either order you still win your bet because you're basically making a bet for both of the horses to finish one and two so a one dollar exacta box costs you two bucks if you want two horses in it if you want three horses in an exacta box it'll cost you six bucks if you want four horses it'll cost you 12 bucks so again you are trying to pick the horses that finish one and two but you can box it to where if you have three horses any combination of that will still win it for you trifecta same deal you're trying to pick the horses that finish first second and third if you want to box that if you have three horses it's going to cost you six bucks if you have four horses it's going to cost you 24 bucks so can get a little expensive if you want to start boxing the trifecta bets but again if you have four horses in your box in a trifecta box any combination of those horses finishing one two three 
and you win your bet here. But again, that's going to cost you 24 bucks a ticket if you want to do that. And Superfecta is the first four horses and they have to finish one, two, three, four. And Brett, that one can get pretty expensive here. Just a normal Superfecta box is going to run you $24. And if you want five horses in that, that ticket is going to cost you $120. So maybe if you're a novice better here, maybe let's <laughs> don't go firing like five horse Superfecta boxes. All right, that's good to know because that's something that sounds like something I would have done on Saturday afternoon. And then and then you <laughs> look and you're like you're like $120. What in the hell is going on here? How the hell did oh, I just make a $120 horse bet? Like how the hell yeah, did this my, happen? My, uh, my 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 deposit bonus at TVG is just went poof. <laughs> yeah, gone. gone just like that. <laughs> and and like you mentioned daily doubles another one of the things here. It's it's two specific races are chosen and you must pick the winner in both of those races. Uh, a lot of times for this one they run the Oaks on Friday, they run the Derby on Saturday. So it'll be the winner of the Oaks and the winner of the Derby. So if you are able to get an account going before the Oaks runs on Friday, uh, you could get in on the Daily Double and things like that. But again, just uh, super, super fun to even have a few dollars involved uh, on these races and stuff. You're going to be watching anyway. It's the fastest two minutes in sports. It's the whatever. It's the whole nine yards. The most exciting, whatever, the most exciting two minutes in sports. The yada, yada, yada. It really is a, a pretty great sweat. And um, all your friends are going to be watching and all your friends are going to be talking about it. So you, you don't want to be left in the lurch, you know, Brady? like you don't want to be the guy at the water cooler when they're talking about it on Monday and you go like, oh yeah, I couldn't block off two minutes of my friggin' afternoon to watch it. Yeah, I go out. I, I, this is the only, really the only race I watch every year, uh, because everybody gets into it and, uh, it becomes an experience. It's a, you know, it's a fun thing to go out and do and, and be around people and, uh, lose money <laughs> basically yeah. Yeah. good way to good way to put it yeah i mean like you really have to hit like a you have to hit like an exotic trifecta at some point in your life to probably be up ever like horse racing you know right fortunately my brother and i did that like 20 years ago and won a really big uh trifecta on the kentucky derby so um so i'm uh it's me, so I'm probably still down lifetime. Actually, my brother's up lifetime for sure. Um, <laughs> me, I'm probably still down. I'm, I'm probably still down lifetime after firing on it for all these years ever since. But uh, wouldn't change a thing. It is incredibly fun. And uh, again, there's different ways and types and methods of betting. And we talk about this. Like I bet NFL to make a profit. I bet golf because I want to sweat. And I bet uh, horses strictly for the novelty and the fun of it. Like I don't. You know, we do research our golf bets, but we're not, you know, we're not going in it to try and grind, you know, the golf bets. We're trying to kind of hit that sometimes that 20 to 1, 30 to 1 guy to win a tournament or something um, that we think actually has a real shot at doing it. So that's a different type of, of mentality than the way that we look at the NFL. And the horse racing is a completely different mentality of all of it because I'm just doing it for fun and for entertainment purposes. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's okay. You know, if you want to bet a parlay, that's okay. If you want to bet on horses, you want to fire a super fact up, that's fine. Sports betting is supposed to be fun, right? So don't worry. I mean, as long as you're going into it knowing that you are probably going to lose one of these trifectas or super factors, that's fine. But in, in the rare chance that it hits, I mean, that's that's a huge score that you'll always remember. And finally, there is a big, big fight here in Las Vegas this week. This typically happens every Cinco de Mayo weekend, and it is Canelo Alvarez versus Daniel Jacobs. It is for the 160-pound WBC, WBA belts, which is Canelo both holds, and the WBF, I mean the IBF belt, which Jacobs actually holds here. 
So three different belts up for grabs this week. Canelo, 51-1-2, 35 knockouts. His lone loss, of course, is that Floyd Mayweather Jr. fight that got all of the hype there. Jacobs, 35-2, 29 KOs for him. Only loss in the last eight years is to Triple G. Of course, Canelo has fought Triple G twice. He has a win. He has a draw against Triple G. The last four Jacobs fights have gone to decision. If that is something that maybe you want to consider there, uh, Jacobs is going to be the bigger guy in this, a much bigger fighter than Canelo, which is why Canelo, being the headliner, Brett, is able to get clauses like this put in the contract, which is, it's a rehydration clause. So if you guys don't know how this works, like most fighters, whether it be MMA or boxers or anything like that, they actually cut weight um, to to make the weight and then they rehydrate after they make uh, the weight, after they get on the scale and make the weight. Well, with Jacobs being such a bigger fighter than Alvarez, there's a rehydration clause in this thing where they will they will weigh in a second time at 8 a.m. on the day of the fight. And if Jacobs is over 170 pounds, now they have to be 160 uh, the day before the fight, if he is over 170 the morning of the fight, he will be fined a cool half million, Brett, for every pound that he's over. So you can see Canelo, if there is any worry here, now he's definitely a superior fighter in this fight, but if there is any worry in his camp, it's that just he might just be too small for Daniel Jacobs, and he's going to go ahead and put a financial risk for Jacobs wow. in this uh, if he wants to come in like super big. And, you know, look, it's uh, Canelo has everything to lose here. He signed with DAZN. If you guys wonder where you watch this fight, it is a uh, streaming subscription service, kind of like ESPN Plus or something like that, where you pay. It's twenty dollars a month. It's they have more than just boxing. They've got MMA deals. They've got some other uh, traditional sports deals as well, soccer deals and whatever. Uh, but with that twenty dollars a month, you also get what would normally be a pay per view that would probably cost, you know, seventy five dollars. I would assume this would normally cost like seventy five bucks. Uh, this is included in the price there for the DAZN uh, membership. So uh, very interesting. This Listen, Brett, it, fight weeks in Vegas. I've been here, you know, I've been here over a decade now. They never get old for me. I was at the MGM yesterday. It was so much buzz. Of course, the Billboard Music Awards were going on as well. So there was a lot of buzz going on there for that as well. But uh, the fight day stuff was going on. I mean, they built a ring right in the right in the center of the MG, MGM Grand Lobby whenever you walk in. So there's a ring there, big golden lion in the middle of it. And people are taking pictures and everyone's coming around. They had open workouts in the middle of the casino floor where some of the undercard guys were coming out there and just kind of like doing some quick sparring so people can take pictures and build a little bit of hype around it. But just nothing, nothing like a big fight in Vegas. Remember when they said that, uh, you know, expansion of sports betting in the U.S. would kill Vegas? Yeah, that's that's not going to happen. Like these things are always going to exist. It is really the center of the sports universe. And it's only getting bigger now that you're bringing the NFL and these other sports in. So, uh, yeah. If you guys want to fire at this thing, I mean, I think Canelo, me personally, is a, is the superior fighter in this deal. Like right now, the way that these the way that big fights like this typically work, if you hold if you want the favorite just hold out until the very end because the general public always bets the underdog. Like nobody wants to lay 450 on Canelo to win 100. Like your typical better is never going to do that. So nine, eight, eight to nine times out of 10, as the fight draws near, you will get better odds on the favorite. And if you want the favorite, then that's when you do it. Um, the, the later and closer to the fight as it gets here. So that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to hold out here. Wait, 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 wait. Hopefully get those odds to drop. And then I will 
uh, put some money there on Canelo Alvarez. So wait, let me let me let me get this straight. If if Jacobs weighs in at one seventy two, the fight is still on. He's just going to be fined a million dollars. Yes. Wow, that is something. That is something. That's that is something to keep an eye on for, I'm for gonna, Saturday. I'm gonna I'm gonna bet you he shows up at one seventy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you're probably right. But that is that is a very gonna, interesting plot. I'm gonna bet you he shows up at one seventy. <laughs> that's just uh, that's just my guess here. But I'm gonna I'm gonna bet he comes in at one seventy. Uh, Brett, always a great time here, man. Thanks to Fairway Jay for joining us. And again, check out thelines.com, guys. This is a brand new looking site. You won't even recognize the damn thing. It looks so pretty. And as Brett, it's still a work in progress. So, I mean, by the time football season rolls around, Brett, I can't even imagine what this thing's going to be doing. I mean, it's going to be like, it's just going to be spitting out. Like, it's going to know what you want before you even get there. Bookmark it now. You you want to bookmark the lines.com. It is going to look so beautiful by the time football season runs, uh, rolls around. It's, I'm, I'm really excited about it. And if you want to follow us on the Twitter machine, at the lines US, at PlayPix US, at Brett Colson, and at Matt Brown M2. Of course, please subscribe to the podcast. We're on all the major places iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all of those. So please do that. Rate, review. Let us know what you're thinking about everything. A five star is greatly, greatly appreciated. For Brett, I'm Matt. We'll talk to you guys next week.